Hello and welcome to the King Hero IndyCar Podcast with Kirby and Justin. Kirby, how are you? Doing well, Justin. How about yourself? Not bad. Uh, honestly, Kirby, maybe a little liquored up. Usually, uh, you know, I keep uh, I, I keep everything in moderation, but uh, ran into a couple of people uh, at a local establishment, and uh, they bought me some drinks, so probably a couple more drinks in me than normal. And yeah, we'll see uh, whether it has a positive effect on the show. Well, I only get smarter is the way I look at it. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see who's grading the test. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kerb. This is a special edition in the sense that it's going to be short. Okay. Um, we're just going to do a uh, St. Pete preview, and we're also going to kind of make our predictions uh, and observations for the upcoming uh, season. Um, I have to state initially that. Uh, I've not seen any odds on the St. Pete race. They're not posted yet. So can't really address the gambling too much. What are they waiting for, the injury reports or something or what? Okay. So we're not going to get into all the – I mean, there's so many things we could talk about. Like, for example, uh, F1 charging and Treddy, what they – I think $600 million to get an F1, which is I think what they – Roughly, approximately what they offered for uh, the uh, Alfa Romeo team. What about the uh, Toro Rosso team maybe going up for sale? It could go about the Toro Rosso team maybe going up for sale, and maybe that Red Bull guy is a better businessman than we think he is. Or my personal favorite, Zach Brown's observation that uh, the mid-pack in uh, Formula One this year could be approaching the competitive levels of IndyCar. We're not going to even bitch about, for example, that I went on to IndyCar.com and tried to pull up an entry list for the race that's in four days. Right. And Kerb, was I I able to do that? (laughs) No, because it's been increasingly hard to do for over the last two or three years. These guys... They're claiming, you know, the, the whole Mark Miles thing that you talked about, Thor. They can't even put a freaking entry list on the website for a race that's in four days from now. Nope. You know, highly variable, Justin. It could change at the last second. You never know who's going to show up to drive. And that's the thing. It's like in years past, you could almost understand it because Dale Coyne had announced who he's going to race, but they know all. They know everything, and they right. still don't do it. All this money they're spending on marketing and revamping and blah, 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 all these things they're doing. Again, no visual evidence yet. Are, are, have you seen anything? No. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't cost anything to release an entry list. Right? I mean, it's it's the easy stuff that's funny, but we're not going to bitch tonight because this is a season preview. We're not going to bitch and we're going to stay focused, but holy Moses, could we talk about that? Couldn't we? Uh, we could. I want to believe everything Miles says to us about, you know, how it's all going to come together this year. I want to believe it. But here we are four days from the race. And again, I haven't seen anything yet. Well, just hang on to that belief. Don't stop believing. That's what, is that the way the song goes? Um, yeah. Don't stop believing. Uh, Rick Perry singing for Journey. There you go. Former neighbor of mine. 
really yep let's uh let's talk about the upcoming uh championship that we're all excited for Kerb. you're looking at the season going forward i mean what are the what are the topics that that you're interested in that you're you're waiting to see develop and and you know what what is catching your eye in terms of uh you know the championship itself who could be the contenders i think um there's really more stability up there than there is flux. I don't see any newcomers um, that you haven't seen in the last couple of years. Uh, should largely be dominated by Penske and Ganassi. It might be worshiping back in the pack trying to see who maybe is moving up uh, and approaching the top 10 level that, that hasn't been there in years past. But uh, the competition just could be among the drivers in those teams, I think. Okay. A couple of things that I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing how it plant, uh, plays out. Um, I mean, Rossi and McLaren to me is an obvious one, right? I mean, that because to me, there's a real question whether Rossi still has it or not. I, I'm not expecting miracles going to a new team and all that. I, I'm not saying he's going to come flying out of the gate and doing well. But but I think he probably by by middle of the year, he's going to need to establish himself as a contender. Really keen to watch his progress at McLaren. Well, I'm, I'm going to. Be devil's advocate there and say if he doesn't have a great season, I think he'll get the uh, the Simon Pagano pass. Pagano goes to Penske. They create a new team for him. Had a really poor first year, but but uh, comes back to win the championship a second year. Oh, 100% agree with that. Um, but I'm just watching him this year. I think that's that's going to be a story to watch. I think the other story that I'm going to be watching fairly closely is just the Andretti team as a whole. But if if they can find their way back to competitiveness, I think that will be an interesting story to watch this year. I think the biggest question mark in the paddock. Um, and they, you know, not only have they been inconsistent the last few years, they really don't have an experienced uh, driver with a history of success, uh, you know, in the championship. They have no Indy 500 winners on the team. Um, Herta. He would certainly be their team leader, but has slid backward each of the last two years in the standings. So, um, you know, not only does the team have question marks, but I think the, the, the driver lineup has question marks, too. Lastly, I guess the other thing that I'm kind of looking forward to, you know, is this going to be the year of the ascendancy of the next generation of drivers? And in that, I include like Armstrong, Kirkwood, Eilat, Lungard, Malukas. Are these guys really going to start to eclipse the names that uh, have seemingly been around forever? I mean, is this finally going to be the year you're going to see those guys kind of wash those other guys out? Which name you put in which generation, right? But uh, if you would, do you include a guy like Herta in that category? I mean, he's 22 years old. That's a great point. I mean, I didn't include him in that because I almost, I consider there to be three generations of IndyCar racers. You've got probably the list I just gave you, which is the, the new generation. Then you got like the middle generation of which now, in my view, Herta's in. Then you got the older generation, right? You know, so I, I would put like the Plow and the Herta's in that middle generation. Your obvious ones like Dixon, Newgarden, uh, Power. You know, in your you know, in your older generation, Elio. He he's probably yeah. another he's probably another class unto himself. I also so that, hope just quietly that this is Elio's last season. Yeah, I think he'll be. Uh... 500 only in 24, maybe 25. It's looking that way, isn't it? But, uh, if he can have another great day at Indy, then maybe he buys himself another season. But I don't know. I, I don't know that he really ought to be uh, 
contesting the whole season anymore after this season. Tom Blumquist deserves that seat and should take it. Blumquist and probably a number of other people. Before we get into picks, I have a question for you. Okay. Scotty M will be uh, racing this year in St. Pete. How many times has he raced at St. Pete? Three so far. This will be number four. Right. So three so far is correct. This will be the fourth time. Hard to believe he's been in this four four time, four years. It yeah. shocked me, right? Uh, yeah. He's he's actually raced. He, coming this weekend, he'll have raced this course four times. Well, it is true. It seems like he just got here, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, is he in your um, up-and-coming generation? Is he in your middle generation or your – well, he wouldn't be in the older generation. So I'm going to put him in the middle because he's – not young. He actually has been around three years now, so I, I'm putting him in that middle. So the guys that have established themselves with wins or top five or sixes or whatever in this championship, those are that's your middle. I suppose, that, I suppose that's accurate, yeah. Well, I agree with you that I think that the up-and-comers are going to have a hard time displacing those guys this year. Let's get uh, into St. Pete. Anything in general you would like to say about it? Historically, the last uh, you know handful of years, it's been a Penske track and or a Colton Herta track. <laughs> so... Um, I don't see why that would change. Herta can certainly surpass the rest of his team. Uh, he did that on occasion last year. I'm going to suggest it's Herta or Penske this year. Have you looked at uh, what the weather is going to be, Kerb? The weather might be a factor here. We got thunderstorms uh, on Saturday in the afternoon, partly cloudy on Sunday, which is probably a godsend. Looks like reasonable weather, not completely sunny, uh, which is a good thing. Well, the key is to uh, treat it like uh, you know your high school spring break and. Um, and not worry about the sun, right? Feel no pain. Sun's out, guns out. There you go. I don't think either one of us were there, but that's what I, I was going to say. That's a interesting reference uh, coming from you because I don't think I think we were the only two in our high school who didn't go. Right. Right. Well, that's what I heard. That's what I've heard about spring break, and I've heard of people going to St. Pete, the race of St. Pete, <laughs> treating it like spring break. So. Yeah, that's just what we heard because <laughs> Ray and Jones certainly weren't going to allow me to go down there. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Well, Kirby just managed to boil up a whole. Oh, whole, not again. Not whole, again. <laughs> it's all there. It's all coming out again. We had, oh we had, a, good, we had a good week in Indy. We had a good yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. I think we might have went for some runs, training. Yeah, track season, man. Oh, God. <sighs> Ugh. Wow. No, no spring rig for this kid. That's for sure. How excited do you think Dale Coyne is heading into this season? After, you know. Going after it with the likes of Sebastian Bourdais, even uh, Takuma Sato was certainly, um, I think, exciting for him in terms of his Indy 500 prospects. And uh, this year it's Stingray Rob. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Malukas, right? But still. And they lost yeah, people, but, right? Didn't they lose people and engineers and stuff? And so did Foyt, by the way. They lost so many people. It's like, yeah, you got no prospects this year. Yeah. Well, Foyt did recover with Michael Cannon, so hopefully that'll... Stem the tide. Okay. Are you ready to do picks, Kerb? Sure. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Rock, paper, scissors. Count it off. All right. One, two, three. On paper. I got I got the rock. This is a tough one, Kerb. I almost prefer you to win. Well, let's put it this way. There's probably lots of good choices. I don't think there are, actually. <laughs> you know, when I really went through the list, I, I came up with a relatively short list of people that I thought could win this thing. This is a risky bet at the early part of the season here, but I'm going to go Herdomania. Very good at this track. I'm hoping Andretti has it together. I think he's got two wins on this track. On this yeah. Race. Maybe the drink's talking, but I'm all for you. Okay. I guess I'll be conventional and go with uh, New Garden. New Garden's a much safer choice. Sure. That, again, puts me in a 
difficult position. You can't be picking first and complaining about being in a difficult position. <laughs> well, I know, but I, I am because I, I, I think it's hard. I don't think it's hard to pick like the first six. It's difficult to pick the order of the first six. I'm going to go uh, Scotty M. Quite a performance uh, last year. The guy is probably going to be a contender this year for the championship. Very unusual for me, but I'm going Scotty M. Why would that be unusual? Well, I, I mean, I think I probably underpicked him last year. But, but I mean, you certainly saw his star quicker than I did, which you tend to do. Probably one of your skills is you, you kind of see the rising star a little quicker. Sometimes you get it wrong. Zernardi well, Jr., for example. Okay, well, uh, sticking with my uh, Penske slash Herta expectation, I'll stick with uh, Penske and go with power. Okay, now there there's where you and I kind of separated a little bit, to be honest. I would love nothing more than Will Power to win again the championship. I think it's going to be a huge struggle for him to do so. This is a good track for him, but I think he's going to be playing long game here. So I think he'll satisfy for second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. So if you're trying to pick a winner, maybe that's not my guy. Well, you know, I'm picking him fourth, so it kind of drops into your your zone there, right? And like you said, you can pick the six, you just can't pick the order, or you're struggling yeah. to pick the order. So Again, leaves me with a huge dilemma. I think um, I, can, I, I can maybe feel your pain on this one. But I took a big risky first pick, so I'll take a less risky uh, pick here, uh, and I'll take uh, Mr. Dixon. I'm glad you took that pick because I get to take Alex Pullout next time. So. so what's funny about this curve is you and I have the exact same six guys. So for you gamblers out there, there are our top six. Look at the odds. Look at Look at how they perform. Those are the guys you want to have your eye on. The list drops off, in my opinion, relatively quickly after that. There wasn't even a guy I was considering for that top six. I mean, I think that could be your top six week to week all the season long. From a gambling standpoint, bet you that Marcus Erickson has longer odds than his teammates and the Penske boys. And he's chronically underappreciated. So if you're looking for a bet with higher reward to it, a uh, possibility than you know, you might be looking outside this group of six, somebody that's similarly situated but underappreciated, right? Yeah, for sure. Palau's name keeps coming out at me as a guy who could run away with this thing this year. I was so impressed by what he did in Laguna Seca at the end of the year. It was just scary good. That was like one of those days I heard it as, right, when he's got everything going. There's so much stability at the top because you take those six, you throw in Erickson, there's uh, seven, and I'm going to throw the three arrow drivers, arrow McLaren drivers in there to make ten. I mean, I think that's your solid 10, and I'm not sure who I would predict outside of that group to crack the top 10. And I, and I don't think anybody – somebody maybe will because somebody will have a bad year or something. But That's why I think that, that young generation comes in. One of those guys might poke in there. You know, might, yeah. be a, might be like a loon guard. It's almost like the top 10s, at least at this very, very early point in the season, looks locked out. That leaves, that leaves out the Romain Grosjeans, you know, leaves out Ray Hall, leaves out loon guard, leaves out – Pagano, Renus VK, who there's a lot of people that kind of have names, but have more uh, more reputation and accomplishment so far and, and struggle to break the top 10 in the series. But I still think Armstrong has a strong chance to be rookie of the year, even without rushing the, the Ovals. So. <laughs> yeah, agreed. 500, Curb, who, uh, who's, who are you picking? Now, we've already done this, I should mention, uh, I think when we interviewed with the Jack Benyon, but feel free to change your opinion. Uh, that was pretty impromptu, so uh, I think we... Had fair warning we were going to be uh, making picks on the show. So I'm going with Alex Palau for the Indy 500. Wow. Um, I think there's no there's no reason to think that uh, Ganassi shouldn't be strong again this year. Outside of Ganassi, I'm throwing in Scotty M. I think he'll be primed and ready to go. I've got to assume, maybe uh, wishful thinking, but i got to assume that Penske 
gets their qualifying right and uh, gets themselves in a position to compete this year. And this is the worst, worst and most predictable and most boring pick. But Scott Dixon's, I mean, he's got to uncork one of these. He's, I just feel like he's got to do it. Uh, you're poking the bear. I know, I know, I am. I won't use the terminology that he's due, but man, he's been sniffing all around this thing for years. <clears throat> well, he has the last three years, that's for sure. Again, you could throw all four Ganassi cars in there and say they have a chance to win. 500 is a difficult one to pick, as as we know. I mean, sure. Oh yeah, anything could yeah. happen. Marcus Erickson won last year. Enough that's said. Right. That's right. Enough said. Rossi won in his rookie year. It's a tough race to call. Takuma Sato's won twice. Yeah. Not not with Ganassi. Not right. with Pesky, not with Ganassi, no. Right. Ilya won with a part-time Meyer Shank team. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a tough one. Curb the championship. Give me a pick, right? And give me your also-ran. Give me a couple also-rans uh, that, that you think might be in there. I think it's a New Garden, Alex Palau dogfight from beginning to end. I think those two are going to be heads and shoulders above the rest. I think they're going to put on a show, the two of them. I'm going to take Scotty M., if you can believe that. I can. Um, my also rans, uh, I'm going to agree with you in New Garden. But I don't, I, I got I got some trepidation about New Garden. I can see a scenario relatively early in the season where things just start getting in his head. Like a Palau just dominates St. Pete, right? Like he's got nothing for him. And all of a sudden, like from very early stage, I can see him like trying too hard or something like that because he just doesn't feel like he's, when I, we were talking to Jack, I picked him, but I'm going away from him because he should win it, but I, I'm not so sure that somebody's not going to get in his head uh, before midseason. I, I'm not saying that's not a possibility, but um, New Garden has been the top two five of the last six seasons. New Garden uh, was tied for first uh, average starting position last year, 6.6. I don't remember what happened to Laguna Seca, but there was some fluke where he started last or second to last or something, right? So before Laguna Seca... His average starting position was 5.5, which is top starting position average at the end of the season was 6.6. So he was a whole, you know, a whole another place ahead going into that race. Unfortunately, his average finishing position was 8.2, which is fifth. Um, Palau, who had so much going on last year, uh, had the fifth best starting position, 8.1, and he finished average finishing position was 8.0. And as you said, he kind of as things calmed down at the end of the season, he really pulled it together. You know, Newgarden obviously had too many bad results to overcome. He had, I mean, he had five wins. He kept expressing his frustration that they were just not executing and taking advantage, and he thought he could win 10 races in a season. I'm, I'm betting that he's executes this year, and he doesn't, you know, have a suspension break when he's leading the Iowa, you know, second race, and those kind of things happen to him. Palau, as you said earlier, is primed to have a great season too, and I think it'll be fun to watch those two just bang on each other all year. I get it. I, I think your your reasoning is sound, and I'm not going to argue with it. I, I think it's sound reasoning. I just, I guess, where I'm departing from you is that I think New Garden's going to mentally break. Yeah, I'd be more worried if Scotty M was taking it to him. I don't think he might mentally break if his if his bus bro was sticking it to him. <laughs> For my other uh, also ran. And this is probably my heart more than anything else speaking. I'm going to go willpower. You're picking Scotty M and willpower is your backup pick. And Newgarden. All Penske. I got an all Penske lineup. Yeah, Penske lit over half the laps last season. So it's, it's tough to pick against him. Nothing much has changed. So, Curb, what's the most interesting thing about what we just picked there? No Dixon. Is that the most interesting Correct. thing? Correct. 
Yes, I think so. We keep wondering. You know, you you've uh, noted his apparent slippage in qualifying, and he really did slip from 21 to 22. Uh, you you got to be able to qualify in this game anymore. I, I I just if you can't qualify at the front, you're you're done. You, you I mean, you might have a decent season, but you're not going to win the championship. You got to be well, able to qualify up front. Yeah, well, Dixon was 10th last year qualifying, average qualifying position. Dixon was outqualified by Grosjean, by Rosenquist, even by Rossi, <laughs> who didn't have a good year, right? Really puts himself in a tough position, and he obviously is a great driver and pulled it out last year, but he's either got to improve that qualifying this year or be starting out in a hole again every time. All right, Curb, we have yented on way longer than I expected. So, Kirkwood or Grosjean, who are you picking? Yeah, I didn't even want to answer that because I think that's a hard one. Okay. Ray Hall or Lundgaard, who you're picking? Uh, I'm going to take Kirkwood to answer the first one. Ray Hall or who? Lundgaard. Lundgaard. Okay. Connor Daly make the leader circle this year. Yes. All right. That means he's got to displace Helio or Santino or BK or Ilot. Does Santino make the leader circle this year? Yes. I'm with you there. No double points at Indy this year. That will that will change things up a bit, too. You know, if you listen to Mark Miles in his interviews, he swears that those double points have not made a difference in anything over the last year. I mean, how can, how can you say that? Look at Erickson. I mean, it basically kept him in the running way longer than it should have. He's merely looking, I think, at the final standings and probably the top two or three positions. I, I, I got to imagine it makes a difference. Somewhere deeper in the field, but all right, Curve. Shall we wrap it up? Oh, I have one other question. It is commonly thought or assumed that Alex Palau will go to Errol McLaren at the end of the year, but it's not a done deal, right? What do you think uh, of the odds? What do you think of the odds are that Palau tears it up? He and Newgarden have the epic season, I'm predicting, and um, he ends up staying at Ganassi for a King's ransom. One percent. One percent. Yes. I'm going to give it fair odds. I don't know what I would call it, but I. He's in an awful hell of a good situation there. I don't know what would motivate you to leave if they pay you fairly. And uh, I think Zach Brown runs a little bit of a circus. Doesn't seem to match up with Palau's personality, let's put it that way. Don't see that happening at all. Even if he wins for Ganassi, I think he's gone. And uh, I, I think Palau wants to race in Formula One, and I feel like he thinks 0% chance if he stays with Ganassi. And maybe some chance if he goes with McLaren. And I think that's his overriding concern. He he is a driver that's uh, suited to Formula One. The way he drives and so forth, it's very suited to Formula One. I think he was super impressive when he did his test last year. He's going to go to the place where he thinks he can maybe have a chance to get an F1. So do you think he eclipsed uh, a Ward and Herta in those tests? I don't know about Herta, but I, I you certainly get the feeling that Ward is not, he's not as a top candidate as those other two. Driving style, driving style, driving style, you know, awards kind of like that ta- uh, attacking, you know, tire using style. And that doesn't work so well in Formula One. Yeah, we wouldn't want to have, you know, a bunch of passing or anything. <laughs> well, Curb, uh, Drive to Survive has started. Like, you can start watching the new season now. Yeah, I keep hearing that. I'm not having any trouble getting to sleep at night right now, so I, I haven't started watching it yet. Where can they find all of your insights on Twitter? At Hero IndyCar, at H-I-R-O IndyCar. And um, is there any place good to eat in Boston these days? Nine. Nine. Nine? 
Okay. Check hasn't showed up yet. Okay. <laughs> then go to McDonald's when you're in Boston. And exactly. Have a, have a, enjoy the practices of qualifying and races this weekend, and I guess we'll be back afterwards to recap the beginning of the IndyCar season. There we go. Good night. Good night.